tweet at SAFM Radio and at Aldrin Simpia. It's 12 minutes after 4 o'clock. In conversation next with Dr. Harlan Kluter, governance systems expert and research fellow at the University of the Free State. So what should we make of the constant reversal of government decisions due to public outrage over the past few months? Government has reversed uh, the decision to exempt ESCOM over regulations that require state-owned entities to disclose expenditure that does not comply with the provisions of the PFMA. Um, the National Treasury says the withdrawal was made to allow for period of further engagement and written technical input from all relevant stakeholders on the matter. And a bit earlier on, told you about the Auditor General also saying um, that they welcome this decision that has been taken by the Minister. And if you remember, the 22 million rand flag decision by former Arts and Culture Minister Natim Tetua was also reversed. And recently, the Tottenham Hotspurs deal uh, by the Tourism Department uh, was also um, reversed or wasn't followed through on. Dr. Harlan Kluter now joining us on the line. Dr. Kluter, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So is it a case of a listening government or is it a case of a poor decision making? Uh, good afternoon, Alden, and good afternoon to all the listeners of SAFM as well. Look, it's a, I think it's a case of, of our vibrant democracy. It's about, I don't know, I think it's a combination of poor decision-making. We have got a participatory democracy system which allows for citizens to input into the affairs of policy-making. And so, yes, one, one wonders, you know, the people who then, who then make these decisions, who is advising, because, uh, because the public outrage was to be expected, given that corruption is the cancer of our society. Mm-hmm. So, so when you speak about, for instance, the ability of the state to preempt um, backlash, do you think that we lack in that? But then the other part around it also is that, but what if this is actually the right decision to be taken and then the government then buckles under pressure? I think it's a matter of accountability and transparency. Right now, I think the public confidence in government is at, a, is at an all-time low. You know, if you think government, if you think about the state, it has almost become synonymous with corruption. So the public outcry is a clear indication that the people have lost faith in the ability of Gadeza. There's a trust deficit between the citizens and government. And, you know, what, what ordinary people are saying, if you had allowed this, it would just be a license to loot. You know, the, the intention must, may have been good, but, you know, South Africans simply are losing faith and trust in governance. Mm-hmm. And then you look at, for instance, what the Minister of Finance said earlier on today, that um, yesterday he, he had intensive discussions with the Auditor General, and uh, that discussion, there were some contributions from the AG that needed that need to be part of the framing of the Gazette. And when I tweeted this a bit earlier on, also the response from the Auditor General, and people are saying that, but wouldn't you have thought that the first person or office that you need to actually also consult on this um, should be the Auditor General, considering the mandate of the Auditor General and auditing the financial books of these institutions. No, for sure. It just shows that, you know, some some government departments continue to work in silence, you know, and a thing like this, that the Department of Finance, the Auditor General should have been consulted immediately in terms of the the legality of it all. But, you know, it's um, uh, I think we are treating the symptoms, we're seeing the symptoms there's a, there's a bigger issue of leadership within our government departments, you know, because there must have been a meeting, mm. there must have been a decision, there must have been advisors in the room that, says it, that said, you know, this is the right way to go about this. 
So there was no other voice of reason in the room that says, okay, how will this be perceived by the public? And so I think when, when, when talking about policymaking, uh, one must be in a position to be able to debate both sides of the coin, you know, in terms of to hold both views to say, how will this be perceived? The same with the Tottenham Hotspur deal that you were talking about. The intention may have been good, but in the eyes of the public, mm. it looks like looting, you know, and sometimes perception is reality. And so it says a lot, I think, of the quality of leadership that we have in some of these departments. But I also want to say that there are still some excellent civil servants working within government, specifically in local government as well. But this is just a symptom of a, of a, of a bigger problem yep. that we have in terms of leadership and management of these institutions. Considering then the decisions that have been rescinded um, as well as um, ideas that have been mooted before and um, the government then making a U-turn on them, um, what does that mean then for the image of uh, the state as an authority, but then on the Mm. other end as well, is also the ability of the state to actually... I, don't, I guess, um, breathe life into the phrase a listening government? I think, like I'm saying, the participatory governance allows people to participate. What this shows is the vibrancy of our democracy, the vigilance of our media, the, the, that, that all South Africans are still concerned. There was, a, there was an outcry and government listened. You know, uh, so it shows how vibrant our democracy is, is that that people can still hold government to account, whether it's an ANC government or DA government, where where they where they suspect any wrongdoing, that they then respond in the way that they have responded. So I think in this case the government listened by by default. Uh, it was not you know what what they thought would be the outcome. Uh, there was an outcry from the public, mm-hmm. and it shows the vibrancy of our democracy. Uh, it's mm. it's a highly contested, and people are still actively uh, participating. Is there room for a sounding board, um, a government sounding board outside government itself, uh, where you have government that would say, "Let okay, let's let's consult people outside government structures just to get an idea of where their headspace is at, and also to consider how this would land in the public space." Look, like uh, our our governance framework allows for for citizens to participate. We have seen our civil society really being fragmented in terms of uh, uh, policy making. Mm. After '94, we've almost had this uh, uh, citizens or communities going into those health state of saying, "Government must deliver services to me, and I do nothing." Whereas our our system of governance allows for people to participate. And I think where we are now in our country is a pragmatic approach. You know, in terms of people now know what good leadership and what bad leadership looks like. Uh, it's not male or female. It's not black or white. It's ethical and accountable, you know. And, and, and I think where we are moving towards or should be moving towards is a pragmatic governance where we're looking for solutions that, that meets the needs of citizens, but that also holds government to account. And this is a, a example of uh, citizens participating and making their voice known, heard, but civil society is not as strong as it, as it used to be like 20, 25 years ago. I think 
But civil society was very strong during the tenure of former President Jacob Zuma. They were taking government to court, avoiding constitutional uh, constitutional crisis. I remember even with the with the grant scandal, the CPS matter. Yeah, I think civil society is not as hard on uh, President Ramaphosa as they were on uh, Zuma, and so the principle is still that you must hold your leaders, uh, elected leaders appointed official to account and citizens have got a say in policy making it's not a it's not a favor it's mm. a right that citizens have and citizens should find a voice and to make their voice heard and i think there we created the media a lot because a lot of what the corruption that has been exposed in government has yeah. been as a result of the role that the media has played vigilant i think we've got excellent investigators in this country so i think that is something that that is to be praised yeah. that our our media is vibrant and they are not afraid. And of course, the whistleblowers as well. But thank you so much for your yeah. time, Dr. Harlan Kluter, Governance Systems Expert and Research Fellow at the University of the Free State. 0614-104-107. Your tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre.